welcome to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. I, of course, am Mr. Warren Hayes, and this is the post-show that we are doing here tonight after Worlds Collide right here on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. And when I say we, I'm not doing this facetiously and say as to l let you have the impression that I have this huge team behind me. No, no, no. I say we because I am joined here tonight by my my compadre, my chum, my colleague from Fightful, Alex Palowski, the man behind Sour Graps over on Fightful Select and also does a couple of post shows there as well. Alex, how are you doing this evening? Uh, I, I'm, I'm doing very well. Uh, that, that was, a, 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 that was not what I expected on a lot of levels. And that's always good. You're talking about, my, you're talking about the end, the, the, the beginning of the show with no audio. Yes. You that, expect, that. yes okay. Yeah. I was, I wasn't making that, but I was also not expecting, uh, what I got from worlds collide. Uh oh. Um, and that's always good because most of, uh, what I loathe, uh, with every fiber of my being on Mondays and Fridays is that everything is the same, just repackaged as lazier than the last time they repackaged it. And this all felt kind of fresh and new. And I hope that a lot of what we're seeing tonight continues in branching storylines, connecting NXT UK with NXT mainland. Uh, and, and that we don't, it's not just like a random night of exhibition stuff, that it's actually something that actually will connect and branch out uh, from, you know, from, from sea to shining sea. I, I love the idea of, WWE mainland, like NXT is like this island nation, you know? Yeah, and just... and it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. NXT, NXT UK, and then, you know, NXT stateside. <laughs> there you go. Um, I, but thank you, everyone, for, for, for coming over this evening uh, and, and hanging out with us here live. There's a whole bunch of people who are already here live. And Alex, I usually take a minute just to say hello to people. I've already jumped in. We're already here. We, we have Rex Joseph. Uh, who is here? Patrick Mason as well. Good friend of the show. Blaine Mendoza, the world's most handsome mod, is here making sure everyone stays in check. Pat, uh, Josh is here as well. Uh, let me see here. Going down. Joe Anthony Myrick, who was here with me earlier today to do uh, Royal Rumble prediction. So you want to might you might want to check that out once uh, once Alex and I are done. Kirby Freeman is here as well. Good guy. Dave is in the chat. We've got Jay Patel, Adam Hebb, Mister LH. Permanent Press, Alonzo Smith. Oh my goodness, there's a whole bunch of... RJ Krasinski is here as well. How you doing, RJ? Whole bunch of folks. Carlos is here. There we go. Uh, Ed Delgazara. My goodness. Aaron Jay's fan. It's so good to see you all here this evening on the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. If you like, and if you're here, you're watching live, give the video a thumbs up. That always helps. If you're watching this later, you can give it a thumbs up as well. That is also very appreciated. And maybe you're listening to this on your favorite podcast application because the Mr. Warren Hayes Show is available on your on your favorite podcast app, wherever it may be. And there won't be any audio snafus on that one. Um, but, uh, we, we're going to, we're going to get started talking about this and we, and I have a super chat, DJ Cass gave us a super chat. And by the way, if you want me to read your comment or statement right here, live, you can drop a super chat as long as it's not offensive <laughs> or that it challenges, that it challenges, you know, me to grow a, a beard as good as Alex's because I can't, it, it's just physically impossible for me to do. But DJ Cass left a, left one here. He says, Marcel, Fabian Aikner, and Walter. Ten, uh, uh, Marcel, Fabian Aikner, excuse me. I put a comma there for some reason. 
Marcel, Fabian, Aikner, and Walter tonight should uh, should do how great of prospects and workers they are in the middle of that ring. Uh, uh, I think I get the gist of the comment. Thank you very much for the super chat. Uh, yeah, I think they did show off uh, how great uh, how great these three guys are individually and as a as a unit, Alex. Oh, absolutely. And we'll 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 talk about it when we get to that match. But um, that match took on a whole different life for me once a full quarter of Imperium's numbers left the arena. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah, so now those those guys are uh, are fantastic. We we're, we'll talk more about this as we go on, but it, it's it feels inexcusable to me that Imperium, not just Walter, but Bartel and Aikner have not held gold. Like, the, right. I mean, they're they're so good. I love watching those two guys wrestle. Man, uh, my life will be complete if Fabian Aikner gets a singles run in WWE. He is real, real good. Uh, J- I'm sorry, Jamie Cinto Gomez. I'm sorry if I pronounced that completely wrong, which I probably did. Thank you for the super chat. Says I need a Brock Walter standoff tomorrow at the Royal Rumble. I think that's something Alex would like as well. Oh sure, uh, uh, Walter versus all the big dudes. I need I need a Walter Keith Lee match, uh, and I'm gonna pitch something when we get to talk about this match at the end. Uh, a pitch a uh, a main run main uh, roster debut and run for Volter, uh an idea that I that I had while watching this uh this oh. thing I'll pitch that when we talk about the match later. and he's you've obvious and you were rubbing your hands and obviously it's such a good idea you've been rubbing your hands so much you're not wearing your gloves tonight no it's actually quite balmy it was like almost 40 degrees outside today so it's got to be near 60 in my basement holy smokes what's yeah. going on climate Crazy. change we had uh we had a pre-show match that occurred tonight we had uh uh, uh, NXT UK champion Kaylee Ray versus Mia Yim. She actually su- successfully defended the UK championship title. Just before we get into the match, Alex, um, the WWE, at least in NXT, has removed the women's portion of the, mm. the, the, the titles. Now it's just the UK title. There's two UK titles. There's two NXT championships. Um... You got any thoughts on that? How do you feel about it? It's a, it's a bit of a polarizing situation right now. I mean, I, I, I like the idea behind it. Um, and I mean, the idea that you can't, you'd have to be a, a, a real, a real tool to, to, to be like, uh, how can you say that Rhea Ripley is the NXT champion and Adam Cole is the NXT champion? Like there can't be two, which one's which? I mean, isn't it? Obvious? I can tell them apart. I can tell them apart. Personally. I, I, I can. I can too. Rhea Ripley's taller. Like I can. T- I can tell them apart. So, like, it's. I understand. But, 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 I do think that in print, when you're referring to just the title, not who's holding it, mm-hmm. not like Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm for the NXT Championship. Like we know which title that is because of the implications of the context. But if you're just saying here, like, referring to it. As itself, out of context, I feel like there could be some like very simple thing that you could do. One is the NXT World Champion. One is the NXT Champion, or whatever you want to do to it. That's fine. It, it just makes it that thing. But but I sure. like that it's not women's. It's the women's championship. We don't really have to pay attention to it because it's the women's championship. I yeah. like that it's not because that that honestly was the way things and and even. 
You can say, we changed it from the Divas Championship to the Women's Championship. Now it's better, right? Well, not when a, like a good portion of, of your fan base still looks at it the same. Even if it's not a pink butterfly, they still look at it with the same weight. So figuring out ways of, of getting it to a point where those people don't have, can't, can't possibly have that outlook, I think is good. However we get there. I agree. And, I, you know, I, I was a part of a couple of discussions as well where people are saying, oh, we're, we're going towards intergender matches. They're doing away with the... Hang on a second, everyone. Let's take it easy. I'm a big proponent of intergender matches. I dig them. And I, and I think that in the context, especially of what happened on Impact uh, two Sundays ago, I think it's I think it's a, an appropriate reflex for people to be like, oh, okay, but now WWE's tossing their hat into it as well. I don't think WWE is going to be jumping into inter intergender wrestling like officially anytime soon outside of maybe some teases like they did with Dean Ambrose and Nia Jax last year. Or was it earlier this year? Jeez. It was that. And then also no, it was 2019. Nia, ja Nia Jax was in the Men's Royal Rumble mm -hmm. and she got RKO'd. Yes. And it was like, oh, okay, great. So this is going to lead to something, right? Oh, no, it was just a stupid exhibition one-off. It meant nothing at all. It was just for clicks. Oh, good. Thanks, sure. WWE. But I mean, look, not to get not to get overly into something here because we do have a whole thing right. to talk sure, about. Sure, sure, sure. But but on my end, I'm a big inter intergender wrestling fan. I don't see a problem with it. Uh, I I think inevitably this is a direction that the business is going to go towards, and you go you you head towards that by making baby steps. So if you just take out the idea of gender from the vernacular, well, then eventually some things are a little more easy to accept. But I, I mean, I'm not saying this is part of a grand conspiracy. I'm just tossing that out there. Um, but uh, Kaylee Ray, Kaylee Ray versus uh, Mia Yim was real good stuff. Um, uh, it started off a little iffy with uh, Mia Yim. Mia Yim is a bit of a hit or miss prospect as far as NXT goes, but because uh, uh, early on she whiffed uh, an axe kick on uh, on Ray, but man, she picked up the pace, and so did Ray. This was real, real good. There was uh, there was a crazy moonsault that Kaylee Ray hit uh, to the floor onto Yim. Uh, Mia Yim reversed out of the gory bomb with a code blue. Uh, Kaylee Ray even hit the eat defeat, but Yim kicked out of it. Yim hit a destroyer, and Kaylee Ray kicked out of it. But uh, Kaylee Ray got the win through a roll-up holding the tights and then she sort of lost her footing and leaned into the ropes shit refereeing but i love the finish what did you think about this match alex well unfortunately uh i did not see this match well guess what it was real good it i was i real, i real heard good. i heard it was much better than the other women's match that we'll talk about later <laughs> but it was really good and i i think I honestly do think this is Mia Yim's best NXT performance so far. And I'm not saying that sarcastically or, you know, trying to, uh, oh, well, it was pretty good. It was her best so far. No, they, she was real good. She was on point tonight and Ray was really, really good. They had, from, they had some great chemistry. It was a lot of fun. Hopefully you saw the first match of the evening, though. Where Finn I, 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 I saw the introductions and then my stream shut off until the finish. So I'm assuming the great the, the match was amazing, but my stream just went nowhere 
And then when I finally rebooted, I was like, <laughs> drop kick into the corner, coup de gras, 1916. Well, I guess it was a great match. Well, listen, Finn Balor defeated Ilya Dragunov. Ilya Dragunov is a wrestler I really like. I, he's, he's really interesting to look at, I'll tell you that. He's a lot of fun. He's very different. He's different from everyone else. And Finn Balor comes out. He is so much at home in NXT, Alex. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The re the reaction he got was mm. pure babyface. I don't even... And he's not supposed to be. He's, no, a, he's a son of a bitch. No, he, he is a son of a bitch. And the thing is, is that that's NXT for you. We're so happy to have you back. We don't care that you hate us. Like, that's that's what NXT fans are like. And and it's 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 fine. Because any, I think anywhere else they'd like feel like, oh well, now we got to do something with this character. Now that's just it's just full sale. Like it's just full sale. Those people, and the the um, the extension of full sale, the full sale thought collective, of of we love to cheer the guys that we like, and, and you like that doesn't matter if they're if they're assholes or shitheads or whatever, because they're so great that we we're going to cheer them no matter what. And I think that's interesting to like, to like look at it through that prism that um, Finn being back, like it's one of those things like we, we missed you. Welcome home. Um, it doesn't matter that, you know, you're the prodigal son who's terrible to the father. The father's still going to welcome you home. Exactly. That's true. Um, this was, this was a hard hitting match as it was to be expected. Dragunov nails one of those, crazy sentons that he does where he just gets an an insane amount of vertical leap like it's just a, a jumping well all sentons and jumping warren what are you talking about but he's you know no running start just gets this this height on him and he lands with the small of his back you know a senton you're supposed to land with more like the your shoulders but he lands with the small of his back right onto finn's gut it looked harsh um, Dragunov and, uh, and, uh, Balor exchange a series of strikes and knee strikes. Uh, well, actually Dragunov gets some really nice knee strikes to Balor's head. They strong style each other, very new Japan style in the middle of the ring as well. They get in and out of their finishers. Dragunov hits a Roman deadlift German suplex into a bridge, which was <clears throat> awesome. <laughs> and, uh, but Finn does the uh, shotgun dropkick into the corner does the coup de grace and the 1916 making damn sure Dragunov doesn't get up. I like this match a lot. It was well-paced. It was real hard hitting, but here's the thing, Alex. And I think even though you didn't see the match, I'm pretty sure you can, you're, you can speak on it. Um, Finn was a clear baby face here. Ilya Dragunov had no, had virtually no reaction. And it's, this is the thing that became glaring at some point is that the, the the fans are there to watch NXT uh, to watch NXT. The fans that are there are people who watch NXT North America, US, yeah. whatever you want to call it. So despite the fact that Finn clearly the heel or supposed to be the heel, uh, and Ilya is pushed as a babyface in UK, uh, they didn't care because they just didn't know who Ilya was. Ilya was getting offense and he was getting booed. Mm -hmm. Finn got some of the bigger reactions of the evening during this match. So uh, there, there is, Alex, this glaring difference when you put both brands together. People in North America don't seem to be watching NXT UK or at least aren't knowledgeable about it. I mean, if they're, if they're like me, they gave it a, a wholehearted shot when it started. Like, I watched every week. I was, I was into it. I was like, okay, here's these new characters. 
uh, and here's a bunch of characters uh, that I care about, and here's a slightly higher number of characters I could not care less about. And and then it became like things got in the way. It was it was a weird time to watch it. Okay, I missed it today. I'll have to catch it later this week. I missed an episode. Let me go back and watch. Uh, maybe I'll watch that before I watch next week's episode. I never got around to it. And all of a sudden, it just fell off my radar. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm, I'm watching the, the takeovers, and I'm like, wow, this, is, this has always been, like, for the most part, uh, like, really great wrestling in ring. But I, I don't have a connection to these characters, a lot of them, that sure. I, like, I, I do to some of them. I mean, I could not feel more of a connection to like the Mustache Mountain guys and Pete Dunne um, and, uh, you know, uh, people like that. But like, I honestly, if Eddie Dennis dropped off the planet tomorrow, I wouldn't mind. Like, I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't celebrate it, but I wouldn't be like, oh, that's too bad. I wouldn't care. Like, I don't I, like I don't care about that guy. I don't like so like Dave Mastiff is a really big bowling ball. And that's cool. He's got a nice beard. I appreciate that. Well, they all but, have like, nice... I, I don't I don't I don't like it doesn't. I don't, I'm not drawn to him or like repelled by him in a way that I like, I want to watch them lose. They're sure. just there. And so I feel like there's, there's a, but there's an, and if so, if you're going to debut new, really interesting guys like Ilya Dragunov, who came around after I stopped watching, like, like I, I hear like, oh, Ilya, you gotta watch this guy and I'll go and I'll find his matches because you can just call up matches on, on the, and I'm like, okay, that's great. Watch this thing with, with Cesaro and I go, okay, that's guy, that guy's a talent to watch. Does that mean I'm going to go back to watching NXT UK every week? Nah, it's not. I wish I wish it were, but it's not. Like I'll 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 hunt down clips of whatever Valter's doing mm-hmm. and the Imperium boys, but I'm not going to sit there and watch an hour every week when 40 minutes of that hour is like yawn. Like sure. it, that's just my own personal thing because I I I never got behind a lot of the guys that they wanted to push as important. I those were the people that I was like. I don't care. Like mm-hmm. Gallus, don't care. Don't care about Gallus. We'll talk about him in a bit. Never felt one iota of connection uh, to Jordan Devlin at all. Don't like him. Don't just don't just don't don't enjoy anything about him. So when 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 they start pushing them as somebody to like build the brand around, I'm like, well, now if I got to watch them twice as much every week, I'm definitely not watching. And that's just me. But there are also other people on the brand that I love and want want to watch and so i'll find their little clips throughout so there are probably a lot of people who love finn balor and love nxt stateside and have never seen one solitary second of an Ilya dragunov match sure and that sucks but i figured that there's got to be some better way of uh like they they did uh, some good stuff of bringing nxt uk guys over for matches on nxt stateside uh, you know leading up to this and I think that's got to be something they keep on doing. Ilya Dragunov should have a four-week feud with somebody like Cameron Grimes and mm-hmm. win that feud. And so he, he's on our eyeballs. So the next time we see him pop up in something like this, we go, I remember that guy. He had four great weeks in, in, in matches versus Cameron Grimes. That was cool. And then he, he went away. And, like, I want to see him again. Like, so you could do that with guys every few, uh, every few months. And that will really help create a connection of stateside fans to the UK product. Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, you know, everyone who, everyone of the NXT UK brand who has competed in NXT, who have had matches in NXT, have been over. I think maybe the only, we're instantly over. I think the, clearly the only 
well, I mean, he's not really an exception anymore, but Walter is a, he's a, he's an, he's an animal in and about himself, right? He, the first time he, he had over, he headed over stateside to feed, to fight, to feed, to fight Pete Dunne for the UK title. Uh, he was instantly over because he, his reputation preceded him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I mean, this, if this is something where they want to, that they want to explore more and have more UK guys come over, like you said, have good runs so that we can remember them. Kind of like what they're doing with the grizzled young veterans right now, right? Sure. Um, that will be a good payoff, and will be will will make for more interesting worlds collide moving forward. Because I think it's a formula that that will work. By the way, if you do want to get some interest into Marcel Bartel and Ilya Dragunov, they had hellacious fights in WXW. If you want to, if you yeah. guys want to check that out, it is bananas um we had the uh broser weights in the end uh the grizzled young veterans speaking of which in the audience gr- uh, the uh, grizzled young veterans cut a promo no one were taking their shoes off uh, you're come on america get your act together zach gibson what are you doing meanwhile the broser weights uh respond to the promo they're both in the audience and I just can I do this part? I'll let you do it, Alex. I, <laughs> Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle's there, like, like, dudes, why so serious? They just mentioned that whoever wins our match next week, we get uh, a tag team title shot. You guys should be smiling. I'm smiling. I know the guy I'm not looking at, my partner Pete Dunn, directly behind me, who I could turn around and look at right now, but I won't. I know he's smiling too. Isn't that right, Pete Dunn? Pete Dunn wasn't smiling at all. <laughs> nope. Like, I am so here for the vaudevillian comic stylings of Riddle and Dunn, like comedy duo extraordinaire. They're fantastic. Put all the belts on them, push them to the moon. I mean, the the odd couple trope in wrestling as far as tag team goes, tag, tag teams go, excuse me, it's, it's nothing new. But when you get two guys who are such polar opposites in their personality... Uh, it, I think it's a great combination, and and Pete Dunn also let himself go with the uh, with the uh, with the weed pu- uh, puns as well. So that was that, that was fun. If, I'm, if I might be blunt, I'm like, yeah, you can be blunt. Yeah. <laughs> Matt and I are going to smoke the two of you. All right, oh, so hey, good. Good. Good, 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 so good. Uh, Armbar Audio left a super chat. Thank you very much. Um, and says they had the NXT UK commentary team put the Cruiserweight title on Devlin and put Imperium over Era. This show was to get more eyes on NXT UK. Yep, I, think I agree. That, yes, that was part of the plan. I think, uh, I, you know, I think they, they pinpointed people who needed to get over and they went through with it. And since we're talking about the Cruiserweight title, let's talk about this. Jordan Devlin is your new NXT Cruiserweight Champion, having defeated Champion Angel Garza, Isaiah Swerve Scott, and Travis Banks in a fatal four-way match. The strap is no longer purple, Alex! Uh, it, uh, let's, let's all rejoice. Hall- hallelujah. Uh, a- amen. God is great. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they teased this thing a while ago that it yeah. was going to turn black, and then they didn't. Um and um and and now it is and uh we'll we'll talk about it but i i hope it's not confined to uh to arenas 
in in England for for now, a very now, long now, time. Now, 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 you're getting sour already, Alex. Because I, I I'd like to see it on NXT stateside each and every week, and it's fine with me if Jordan Devlin is the one wearing it and defending it here. But I don't want it to be a thing that's only uh, over on NXT UK uh, mm-hmm. in, for any length of time because it's 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 too beautiful a belt and that division, the potential for that division, all the guys in on both NXT and NXT UK who fit the weight limit, like that division should should be prominently featured uh, in in uh, in NXT on both on both shows. I thought uh, this was this was a great match i yeah. thought it yep. was all sorts of awesome and i thought the nxt uk guys were particularly put into the spot yeah, banks here. looked really great there for a little for a little bit like really good travis banks had a had a uh, he brought it tonight they all did but banks was he was on another level uh and uh everyone 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 worked really hard the biggest heel reaction of the match here was when Angel Garza tried to strip off his pants and he got a triple super kick. That was yep. the biggest heel reaction of of the entire match. Um, Devlin uh, uh, Devlin early on hits uh, does his uh, Uranagi moonsault combo, but he Uranagi's banks onto Isaiah Swerve Scott and then does the standing moonsault on both dudes. Uh, everyone does pull off their big moves uh, and they all end up on the floor. Uh, banks ends up uh, striking everyone and. Uh, he hit, gets some kicks on both Garza and Swerve. Um, there's uh, there's a great spot where Devlin yanks Banks into the uh, the Devlin side, his finisher, the Saito suplex. But Banks flips him over into a destroyer, and it was so smooth. It was real, real good. Uh, uh, and uh, there's a missile drop kick. This was crazy. Missile drop kick by Garza onto Banks, who's on Scott's shoulders in a, in, in an electric chair position. And he hit, gets the drop kick, and that causes Banks to hit a poison Rana on Scott. And man, I thought I thought uh, Banks had cracked something. His neck—he landed really, really tight on his neck, nice and snug. But he looked okay. That was fine. Um, Garza does hit the uh, the wing clipper on uh, on Scott. But he's pulled to the to the outside by Devlin, who hits the Devlin side and becomes the cruiserweight champion. I am a big, big proponent of Jordan Devlin. He has been underutilized throughout his NXT UK tenure. He is one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. This is something I truly and sincerely believe. I am completely okay with this decision. I am. If he sticks around on NXT UK to defend the title for a few weeks, I think it's a great plan. I agree with you, Alex. I hope it doesn't disappear onto the uh, onto NXT UK because it might be a lost opportunity. This is a good opportunity to put over a fantastic worker who does some incredible stuff. But I know you don't agree with this. Well, I mean, like, as I said, I've never felt any connection to Jordan Devlin. To me, he's like Walmart brand Finn Balor. That's how he was presented when he when he started in NXT UK. That's how he was presented when we started in NXT UK. Like, That's how oh, you Finn Balor trained him. him. No, no, Finn, no, 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 no. All they told you about about him was that Finn Balor trained him. That's it. Oh yeah, and, like and and, and, and then like he when... come 
Kind of like when, hang on a second, kind of like when Daniel Bryan appeared, right? And was like, oh, he's Dollar Store Shawn Michaels because Shawn Michaels trained him, right? No, no one ever presented him like that. No one ever presented Jordan Devlin like that. Alex Palowski, you're you're retconning history right no. before I, I got it on stream no, here. Cause I, no, because I, I distinctly remember, who's this Do- Jordan Devlin guy? And then them immediately saying, he was trained by Finn Balor. He comes from the exact same place. And I'm like, oh yeah, he is trying to look exactly like Finn Balor. Oh, okay, so that's you, weird. You you put it, you put forth a judgment. You got. I did. Yes. Oh oh, I'm sorry. Are you new here? <laughs> like, <laughs> this is this is my shtick, man. Um, like, so I, I've I've never I've never found any kind of connection with Jordan Devlin. I agree, he's great in the ring. I agree. I don't I don't I don't dislike him enough to like want to see him be beat. And I certainly don't give a shit enough about him to like want him to see him win. Like, so he's just he's just there for me. He's another dude and and NXT UK. Um, and that's fine. Like, but there are there are guys who are NXT UK cruiserweights, at least under the limit, who I sure. would rather see be the first cruiserweight from NXT UK. The top guy is Tyler Bate. Like that guy's John talking about underutilized since he was the the champion. Um uh then lost it to Pete Dunn. Um like it, it's an, an inexcusable to me. We'll talk about this later. That that missed that mustache mountain has yet to hold the NXT UK tag titles. Like Tyler Bate is one of the brightest stars waiting to happen. You have on any brand anywhere all over WWE's world. Yes. And and to me, like like and he continues to show it every time they put him in the ring with anybody. But they don't they don't feel like they're gonna put something on him and let him run with it. I'm willing to be proven wrong about the Jordan Devlin title reign. Um, I will say the other reason that I didn't love this this um, this decision is because Angel Garza deserved a longer run. And this, like that guy was white hot. You yeah. put the damn you put the belt on him at the exact right moment. You you were harnessed. You, here's the thing: Leo Rush was also primed for a long reign, mm-hmm. and they said, "Wait a minute, this Garza guy needs to be pushed to the moon. Let's do this. We'll get back to you soon, Leo." But we gotta, we gotta, we gotta put, we gotta put a rocket on this guy Garza and ride him to the top. Just kidding. We're gonna completely go away from that, and we're gonna put the belt on on the Irish guy from the other show. Nobody watches. Like that to me seems like at least have Devlin almost win it, and then show up next Wednesday and say, "I want a one-on-one match with you, Angel Garza," and have him win it there in a way that like actually has a story behind it. Otherwise, it's just like this. It felt like this match in particular was, we have a cruiserweight title, we're gonna have it defended. Uh, let's have a qualifying uh, four-way match on NXT and two random singles matches in NXT UK and one guy from NXT UK who happened to qualify there, having never met Angel Garza before tonight, wins this thing. It feels very exhibitiony, showy. Hey, we did this thing. It's the get people talking as opposed to real good wrestling, solid storytelling reasons for it to happen, which I always prefer. Um, this I will, I, this I'll go, I, I'll meet you all the way there. Like I'm, you know, I may be slightly exaggerating in my love of Jordan Devlin, or maybe not. That's, you, that's, that's fine. But but it, I do think it's a shame that they took the title off of Garza so quickly, because I do believe Angel Garza is part of this. He's really special. He's part of uh, the the next next generation of WWE yep. megastars. I think he has that thing that people will connect with so, so easily. 
uh, we saw it the minute that we saw him, right? When, when Immediately. He was, we, were, we were like, my God, this is absolutely fantastic stuff. So he has... I he's, don't think he's, he's absolutely everything that his cousin Humberto Carrillo is not correct in, in terms of charisma and, and that it thing, not just can you do flips? Sure. Because a lot of people can do flips. Humberto can do every, flips. Uh, everything about Garza just oozes charisma. Yep. And you know, like he's, he, uh, I'm, I watch him and I go, that's, I mean, like it's, it's high praise and it's early to say this. He's the heir apparent to to, to Eddie Guerrero's aura, that mm-hmm. that kind of character could, in WWE. But I feel like they've been searching for ever since Eddie died. That's Angel Garza. It's right here. It's right now. Now is he is he giving up the strap to the kid from Ireland because Garza's going up pretty soon and he's going to do some stuff on the main roster? Maybe. 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 But here's here's something here's something though. Garza didn't lose the strap. Right. You know, I like mean, he wasn't pinned. So he wasn't. You instantly have a built-in story for Wednesday. You have right. you, you have Devlin show up, and you have Devlin show up. You have Garza challenge him. Hey, we've got a takeover coming up in Portland in a couple of weeks. Sure. Um, I mean, I think there's a you know I I think there's a really interesting story to tell here. I'd be okay with I'd be okay with Garza rega- regaining it immediately. You know, from from Devlin, that'd be fine too. You give Devlin a couple of matches on NXT you, you, uh, on NXT on Wednesdays. Get people know, to know him, get it, uh, to understand his style. But when, it'd be nice, a nice proper feud for the Cruiserweight title because we haven't had it really since they started on USA. We've Not had really. some, uh, some really great matches, great matches, some bickering about it, but yep. not not a not a feud. So uh, I I think this is really promising. I don't think yeah, we'll see what happens with Garza. I don't know if it instantly means a, a call up, but we'll see what happens. Now, as and as great as this match was, we got DIY defeating Mustache Mountain in the uh, a match made for wrestling fans. I think this is exactly. I think I think that's the best way to describe it. It was it was one part fan service. It was one part. Uh, it was one part amusing for like the entertaining for the wrestlers, and then you got a hell of a match on top of that. The uh, Bait and Gargano start off, and they have a fantastic exchange to start. Lots of groundwork, right. some yep. great chain wrestling sequences, move to move. It's seamless, and it ends with a handshake. Mm-hmm. And then Johnny. Turns around, and he's like, "Do you let? Do you want to fight this guy?" <laughs> and then Big goes, well, "I think this guy wants to fight your guy." All right, so they yeah, they tag each good. other in, and then how fantastic was this? They start comparing beards, yeah, and, and, then, and mustaches, <laughs> and, and then Champa does the, the the mustache mountain thing, and 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 Transcend is like, "No, no, no, no!" He, he actually lowers you're not, his you're hands. Not you're not doing it right. You're not doing it right. <laughs> this is how you do it. So Champa's like, "Okay," Champa flexes. Champa is lean, man. There is not an ounce of fat on that boy's body. And then you have Trent Seven, who sort of psychs himself up. He's like, oh, okay. You want to do that? All right. Psychs himself up and extends a handshake and says, good job. I, I, I'm not going down yeah. this part. Can't do that one. Alex, that was a, that whole opening sequence yeah. was a lot of fun. I know a lot of people are upset about it. It's a wrestling match. You guys should wrestle. Not this time. 
this is this was great. This was everything I wanted it to be because these this is this is a these are two of the most beloved tag teams in the history of NXT UK. Um, uh, at DIY, you know, like came out of nowhere. These two guys weren't even supposed to be signed. They were just like mm-hmm. thrown together for for the first Dusty Classic, um, or maybe the second one. But like it was that kind of a a thing, and then they became fan favorites. You know, the huge split that we that was that we saw coming for, for months and months and months until we didn't anymore. And that's when they pulled the trigger on it. It was so perfect. Um, and but Mustache Matten, let's not forget, they had an amazing run there. They had that they had that match where Tyler Bate like had to throw in the towel mm-hmm. or like risk watching his mentor and his best friend in the world, his ipso facto father be, be <laughs> like his career ended in front of him. Like there and, and how how much you could feel full sail pulling for them during that feud with 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 the UE. Um so we love these guys. We don't want to like root against one of them. You don't want to like make one of them work heel for the whole match. So you have this great match where they respect each other as much as we respect them separately. And that was a really cool thing to like just watch these. It felt very much like like a dream match that happens on a house show. Yep. You know, like, yep. like yep. this promotion books this guy from out of nowhere to come out. And like, oh, that's cool. He's facing our local hero. And you're going to watch them do chain wrestling and be like, hey. Pretty good. I like this guy. And like the crowd of 17 people in the gymnasium is like, yeah, we like them too. <laughs> but instead of that, it's in the friggin' Toyota Center and everybody's super into it. Um, and I and I love where it turns. Where all of a sudden Gargano and Ciampa don't want to play that game anymore. And I love that it's them too, getting to play like the evil versions of themselves for a little bit. I thought it was wonderful. It was, it was really, really good. And it's something that you see... Maybe it's because at some point I watch a lot of wrestling and I watch a lot of indie wrestling. What the guys did at first is sort of common. It's it's common in indie wrestling where you'll have the wrestlers just goof off for a bit, loosen themselves up and then get into the match. This felt really, really good to see here. And you know why it worked? Because these are two teams, like you said, that are beloved they have they are able to play into that fan service they they are able to do things that people will pick up on immediately because everyone knows their little their little quirks they know they're 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 familiar with the characters they know who they are so there's there was a lot of good in how this started off champa does a neck bridge with tyler bay to avoid a pin at some point and i'm like my god man mm. go easy on yourself yep. <laughs> take it easy um, and finally, Champa starts striking bait, and they they go out. They they uh, they being uh, DIY, they toss the mustache mustache mountain guys over the uh, commentary tables, and then that's when things get cooking. We there was such good, solid tag team wrestling on top of some extraordinary storytelling. Two teams that clearly respect each other. They they don't hate each other. They just they just want to be better than the other, and you got into it. Gargano at some point does a running senton off the apron onto Trent Seven, but he kind of missed. I, it looked as though Trent Seven countered it into like a, a hip toss in midair. Like is that's, that what that's, it was? How, that's how. No, no, that's the thing is it looked like, it that, looked like that, but that's not what happened. Yeah. Like it looked, it, it, he missed it so badly that it looked like Trent Seven was like, "Oh, whoop! I got gotcha. you." But he didn't. He was like, "Oh crap! I was supposed to catch you," and that's not the same thing at all. Not the same. There's this fantastic pinning sequence where Tyler Bate hits the Tyler driver on Champa. 
He rolls Champa. He he goes for the pin. He rolls Champa over so that Trent Seven can come in and just slap him across the face. He rolls Champa over again for the pin, but Gargano is right there and he kicks Trent Seven out of the ring and then kicks immediately kicks uh, Tyler Bate to break up the pin. My God, the timing on that, okay. Jesus! When you're looking at pros, man, that's what you're supposed to see. They do the uh, the DIY dueling submissions, which was really good. Mustache Mountain uh, power out of them and do stereo airplane spins. There's a miscommunication spot where Mu uh, Mustache Mountain with uh, that allows DIY to hit the DIY knees, but Trent Seven comes in to shield Tyler Bate from eating them. Like so that. instead. The Mustache Mountain guys stand back up and the DIY guys eat double bopping, uh, bopping baps, bopping bops, bopping boops. It was bopping bang, I believe. Bopping bang, yes. That was cool, though. The uh, Mustache Mountain guys hit the burning hat, the uh, assisted knee burning hammer mm -hmm. off the top rope. It doesn't get the job done, but the Phoenix Splash uh, from uh, on Champa. Um, okay. Tyler Bate is on the top rope, does a Phoenix splash onto Trent Seven, who is on top of Ciampa. And the momentum sort of carries, I love the spot, sort of carries a, a, a loopy Ciampa on top of uh, Trent Seven. He goes for the pin and Tyler Bate just happens to turn around. He's like, oh shit. And he, and he breaks up the pin. <laughs> That's good. But, uh, but DIY win the match. But my God, Alex. The fans are the real winners. <laughs> yes, yes, we all were. Um, this was this was such a great uh, thing, and it's something that I think NXT should do more of. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I listen. I love the two and a half hour takeovers. I do, but every time you do a takeover, there's five matches on it. And I'm like, there's somebody out there you're not using. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot and, of people they're not using when yeah, they do that. Yeah, I know, and I'm like. I, figure out a way to like do a, a fan service man it'd be great to see these two dudes wrestle or these two tag teams wrestle or these four women in a four corners elimination match whatever it is attach some stakes to it if you want a future a future title shot whatever but it would just be like this really cool thing because there's so many reasons out there and and there's there's no reason why they can't something like this easily could have happened instead of at this thing it could have happened where where uh, Mustache Mountain came came stateside and wrestled, wrestled a few matches at Full Sail. They bump into DIY. Sure. And they said, you know what? We always wish that we could have wrestled you guys. And 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 you broke off before we had a chance to. Um, and and then uh, Gargano and Jamo said, you know what? Oddly enough, we were thinking the same thing. <laughs> what do you say? Like, uh, that, that could have happened at any point in history. I don't understand why it happens now because you're doing the, the, the interbrand thing. Sure. But he, you can do that whenever you want. And these matches are always going to be a hit with the, with the kind of audience that you get who watches uh, NXT and NXT UK. Um, but yeah, I, I, I loved every bit of this. It was, com it was completely, uh, it, it, was, it was the best kind of fan service. I, I, I loved it. I loved it too. Um, and it's funny, but just we're talking about this, you know, the hype video package that they had just before the match. Yeah. Where they were talking about DIY and you know how they started together and how they won the dusty classic and so on and so forth and how they were friends and everything. They didn't mention anything from 2018 in that video package, Alex, not a single nope. word. No, no, no. We're, <laughs> we're going to conveniently forget that ever happened because For it now. still hasn't. 
it still hasn't been fully, uh, fully addressed. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. So, I just yeah. thought it was funny. Like there was literally no mention. I, I want to say this because I've never had an opportunity to actually put it out there into the ether. Is it because but, of Sean? It's because Sean, of Sean, uh, right? I, almost, almost certainly. Okay. Um, <laughs> when the, uh, the turn happened, the, the original turn, Champa on our gun on Gargano, because they, they, because they were DIY the yep. whole time. I really wanted it to have like more of an action movie feel like where the line gets spoken and the guy like, oh, for example, um, the, the moment where um, where Chris Jericho uh, is like, wait, why is my name on the list? And like you, you realize that what's happening fully before the turn happens, before the guy who's being turned on does. Sure. But he does realize it right before I wanted Champa like after they lost, not not happened then. What happened in the ring in NXT in full sail and have Ciampa say, you know, like this is the thing is like we've been talking a lot. And, and Johnny, I, I want to let you know, like I've been thinking about this a lot. And I just realized, you know what they say, Johnny, they say that if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. And Johnny's like, what does that mean? And then and that's when Ciampa turns on him. But like that, because like I felt to myself, if you have the nickname DIY, like you have to use that catchphrase at some point. If you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. You're the wink leak, Johnny. This is my moment. I'm doing it. If you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. It's one of the greatest missed opportunities in writing that NXT has ever had. And I just wanted to put that out there. Jonathan Reyes sent us a super chat. Thank you very much. He says, Garza's pants are more over than the AEW women's division. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, not untrue. You know what? Garza's pants are more over than Humberto Carrillo. But Garza's pants are more over than most things. <laughs> uh, we see Mercedes Martinez who's in the audience. That's nice that she's getting a little uh, a, a little moment there because she is a special, special she's talent. Great. She's great. Um, and then we see Dakota Kai who's moping in the audience, but then gets blindsided by Tika Knox. Poor Dakota Kai did not stand a chance. She got ambushed in the Oxford Dictionary definition of it. She did. And they they fight. They just go at each other. They they tear a they tear a barricade down. Alex, I really like this. Oh, oh, yeah. No, this was this was really good. Um, There was that moment, though, where they were like being held back on opposite sides of the announce tables, you know, across the thing. And this is a perfect opportunity for, for Dakota Kai to get one in mm-hmm. um, where where Tegan can't do anything about it. I thought they were going to accidentally let Dakota Kai go and she was going to run across with her running kick thing right into Tegan's face. And she was going to get the upper hand only because they were holding back Tegan. Like, I thought it was a, there was a point to do that there. Um, but I, I think this is all great. I, I'm I'm honestly kind of chagrined, uh, not shocked. But chagrined, chagrined. Um, that that uh, they're doing this next week, like the, the the Tegan and Dakota Kai. That if there was ever a women's feud that doesn't need a title that can get on a takeover on its own merits, sure, it's this one. I agree. Like I, they never have more than one women's match on on a takeover. I mean, I, I, I'm, they may never have, but it feels like they never have. I think so. You have Rhea, Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair in the title match. 
you could easily do Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox on the undercard because, especially with three more weeks of that tension building and the hatred building between them and us just wanting Tegan to get a revenge, you could have built that so much than like feeling it like doing it just already next week feels like a missed opportunity. Now, maybe the whole thing will, will collapse and we won't actually get the match and they will put it off and they will do a, a takeover. But it does feel like this was a perfect opportunity to get two women's matches on the takeover card. There was uh, last year in 2019, I can't remember which takeover, but we had one takeover where we had Candice LeRae versus Ciro Shirai. You're right. And, you're right. That was a great and, match. Too. It was a great match. And it was, I think it was Shayna. It was, I think it was Shayna versus Mia Yim. I think. I, I think, think you're right. I think, I think you are and, right. And that was the first time that there was a takeover with two women's matches. First and card. only time. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, next, uh, the uh, NXT champion uh, Rhea Ripley successfully defended her title against Tony Storm. Um, this is the least world collide match that they had on the card here because Rhea is a recent defect. To, yeah, it's not very, it's not very collidey. It's not very collidey. They had a very, they had a story. They had a, a very uh, an story, easy, story, an easy to tell story that they decided not to tell, and uh, that was around the the inaugural NXT UK Women's Champion, as it was called, championship, as it was called back then, all the way back then, um, and. Uh, this match happened, Alex. There was some striking. It occurred. This there, match definitely occurred. There, there. Tony did an Indian death lock. Um, there was the standing, uh, the standing cloverleaf. There was a German suplex. Tony misses a frog splash, and uh, Rhea Ripley hits the uh, Riptide. Alex, I've seen. I covered NXT UK extensively when I was still on Fightful Select. I've seen all their matches. Mm-hmm. Um. Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley, they they don't have chemistry. I don't. They just they just do not work well together. It just does not click. And I Which was is hoping because they've known each other like their entire lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it feels like you would. It, it may have not clicked in the beginning, but by now, by God, they should have. That's what I was hoping for because um, because when they when when they were paired. In, in, still in NXT UK, yeah. Tony Tony was clearly being positioned as the face of the women's division. Oh yeah, clearly, yeah. and her arch rival was going to be the larger, more aggressive, invincible Rhea Ripley. But we never got that because their matches just were they were either okay to not good, and tonight it was somewhere in that range again. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I, 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 I agree. Uh, we talked about this before, before we went on the air, I believe. Um, but there's such a rich, easy to tell story between these women. Tony Storm showing up in NXT mainland uh, and saying, "Hey, uh, I'm so proud of you, Rhea. We've known each other a long time. I'm, it's awesome that you're the NXT champion, and it looks like you're unbeatable right now." However, I beat you twice, mm-hmm. so I know how to beat you. I got your number, which means Tony Storm shows up in this match supremely confident. She she beat Rhea twice. She's got no problem with this. She can take her on without a problem. So she comes in confident, and she and she thinks she's good. She's going to win it with relative ease. 
But Rhea Ripley is not the same wrestler now that she was then. And, and Tony Storm comes up against it. All of her stuff that worked before doesn't work now. So she's got to throw everything she's got at Rhea. And Rhea's got an answer for everything. Rhea kicks out of everything. And all of a sudden, Tony gets really frustrated. She starts, she starts losing it, doing stuff she would never do normally to try and get the advantage. And Rhea keeps kicking out and keeps fighting back. And eventually it's too much. And, and Tony loses it. Like she can't, she can't, uh, she can't cope with it. And she makes big mistake after big mistake that allows Rhea to get the victory because Tony's not as good as this Rhea. Mm -hmm. She might've been better than that Rhea, but not this one. And Rhea comes back and shows her that. That's the story. It would have been very easy to tell. Instead, we got a match. That's what we got. We got a match. It, it didn't feel like it, there was nothing important to it. There was no rich history of these two women being told in the ring. None of that. It was just a match where the champion won. That's it. And you, you know how we, we often talk about on the other channel. The other channel. How being predictable in wrestling isn't always a bad thing. Because... Right. There was no way. There was no way Rhea Ripley was losing Whoa. the title. They're nope. setting her. They're setting her up with for Bianca Belair in Portland. Of course not. In three weeks. Yeah. No. So, I'm okay with with the outcome as long as you make something entertaining in the meantime. And we didn't even get that. And and I feel bad. I always feel bad crapping on a match because they they did work. They like like you said things happened in this match, but. It was just so flat and lifeless, and I'm I'm starting to question. I'm starting to question what the what's going on with Tony Storm at this point, because clear. I'm sure. I am convinced that this is not the woman that WWE signed. They're not getting. They're not getting. The, the, they're not getting the woman that they signed. The talent that they signed for, because you go back and you look at anything she did. Outside of WWE, before she was signed, her stardom work is fantastic. Everything she did on the indies and in, 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 uh, on the British scene is cuckoo crazy good. And yet she's it, she's been, it's been so, so average. So, so average. And I don't know. I just don't know what they're doing moving forward. Finn Balor attacks Johnny Gargano backstage. And tosses Gargano onto the crass services table. So not only did he ruin Johnny Gargano's night, he ruined everyone's night. Finn Balor is a, a, a mean-spirited dude. He's not very nice. Um, I will say, I I hope this this that we get this just because I hope things. Um, there was a moment where Tyler Bate got involved. Yes, and Finn's like, "This isn't your fight. Get out of it. Get out of my face." And I, I, I just I wanted right then for Tyler Bate to say, you know what? It is my fight Wednesday. And I'm like, yes, let's get a bonus Tyler Bate versus Finn Balor sure. match out of this thing. Why not? Like, there's the thing about NXT that I love so much is that, honestly, anything is possible. Why wouldn't we get a, a bonus Finn Balor versus Tyler Bate match out of this thing? We could. There's no reason why we can't. Let's do it. Why not? Let's get nuts. Come on, Triple H. Give us what we want. <laughs> Um, you know, Tyler Bate, just when you think about it, we're going full circle on this one. I, th I'm having, I'm struggling to think of a wrestler in WWE who has had such a consistent string of excellent matches. He had that incredible match with Walter, uh, at, uh, at, at Cardiff 
last year, he had arguably one of the earliest. Well, he he has so far the best singles match in WWE this year against Jordan Devlin, and he turned it on again tonight in the in the tag team match. Uh, I think this kid is blessed, Alex. I really, really do. We've heard how much of a natural talent he is for his age, but I think he's growing into something uh, that, that we're that, just not we're, that we're just not ready for. <laughs> that that UK tournament run, the first one, mm-hmm. where he was twenty damn years old, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Who is this child with the mustache? And where did he come from? Um, can I have a second one? Like, like all, <laughs> give me all of these children you have in the UK with mustaches and giant thighs who are great wrestlers. Where where has this been?" Um, I, I, uh, I've always, I, I have been a fan of, uh, of, of, of Tyler Bate since, since he, since that, since that tournament, since this first interview package in that tournament where he was wearing like, uh, a, a, like a very old worn white dress shoes and black suspenders. Mm-hmm. And he had his high and tight fade yep. swept back with his little turled up mustache. And I was like, uh, I'm Tyler Bate. I'm from Dudley, England. I'm 20 years old. And I'm like, I'm in. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's just go. Let's see what happens. Because I love watching people who I know, like, this guy's really, really talented, or this woman's really, really talented, like with Rhea Ripley. And I think to myself, at this at this stage of their career, they're this talented? My God, if they stay healthy, what are they? Because the prime of a wrestler's career is, like, early 30s. Mm-hmm. Like, when they've got all that experience behind them and still all that athletic ability they need uh, to be able to do everything they all the experience, plus they still have the athletic ability. Like Tyler Bate, 13 years from now, with all of that everything, like he needs, again, he's one of those guys along with, I feel like Pete Dunne, people like that, who if they were six foot four, Vince McMahon would already have them on top of the company. Sure. You know, because he'd be stupid not to. Mm-hmm. Although, well, in, 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 in my alternate career, I would say, well, that explains why he doesn't have them at the top. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, no, I, I think that there's, the Tyler Bates... Great. So, 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 so great. And um, they're all, the only things that are holding him back is nothing he's doing. I'll tell you that. I can't wait for Tyler Bate to go to head up onto one of the main brands and be called Tiny B. I'm really looking forward oh, to that. You ruined everything, Warren. You ruined everything because that is, let me tell you, that is 1,000% going to happen. <laughs> we're, we're just going to... Give us enough time, enough separation between the chat, the, the, the shorty, the shorty G gimmick. Shorty, shorty G and Tiny B are going to be a tag team, and they're going to be they're going to be white rappers. <laughs> shorty G and Tiny B. Yep, that's already happening. It's, there you it's go. It's been booked. It's in the. It's into the universe now. Yep. Yep. Deal with it. Um, Imperium defeated Undisputed Era in a. Well, what was supposed to be an eight-man tag match? This was a great match. Although, well, look, early on, uh, Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish do a sort of a high-low spot on Alexander Wolf, but Fish kicks Wolf flush in the in the teeth, flush in the mush, and Wolf just. I'm gonna take a nap now. <laughs> he just I don't drops. Laugh, and no, but, but he, I, but I you, think... could, you could see him go. Oh no, that's it. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done now. Like he actually went. He, he fell over in slow motion, and I was like, oh no, that poor man. We, we saw him die once before in that, in that uh, 
war games match yep, where he took the table to the back of the head. Mm-hmm. Like we I've seen I've seen Alexander Wolf die in the ring more times than I'd like. The the good thing is that Wolf was he was able to walk away albeit assisted. At least, you know, there he, yeah. you know, they didn't need a stretcher. He was able well, to walk what, away. What, what scared me was the cam while they were attending to him yes. in the ring. Yes. The camera focused on fish up close like they didn't have anything else to do and i was like oh no this this cannot be good um yeah i oof. no yeah. you're absolutely right there was nothing the, that's when you know folks that's when you know that there's a real injury in wwe when the camera is moving away from what's mm-hmm. happening the trainers were there everyone was checking on them uh but um, you know we'll get reports eventually but I think, you know, there's a certain optimism towards... The, I mean, he he was just... He was knocked out. That's essentially what happened. Yeah. And the fact that he was able to walk away despite he was being assisted, that's that's something in and about itself. And you can tell... You could tell for, uh, 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 you know, the first act of the of the match, everyone was sort of scrambling to find their feet because, uh, because one of the teams was missing a guy. Uh, because and this turned into a, a a four on three, but once it started to get cooking, whew, man, that was some some tasty home style cooking. I like. I mean, yes, uh, you know, eating eating food noises aside, um, the the this match um, to me was always going to be great because I I mean I I I, I I'm a huge uh, undisputed era fan. Uh, love, love Walter, love Bartel and Eichner. And I think that Alexander Wolf is one of those guys who, who will gladly like do crazy stuff to, to get the match over. Like he'll, sure. whatever, whatever you need him to do, uh, he'll do that thing. Turns out all you needed him to do this time was just take one in the face because, um, when it became all of UE versus, um, Two great tag wrestlers of comparable size to everybody in UE, plus a giant Austrian murder baby, like, <laughs> like, 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 all of a sudden, like, okay, here's the thing, Walter is worth at least two normal sized men. <laughs> so I feel like four on three, it's actually still the 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 advantage goes to Imperium. Sure, like it. So that's. Like it, so, all of a sudden, it became a completely different thing. Like it should have always been booked at the beginning. All of UE versus Imperium being uh, the the original Imperium, Walter and Eichner, Eichner and Bartel. So, but the fact that I have no idea what Vol- what Wolf was supposed to do, what moves he was supposed to do, what they had booked for him to like, how he was gonna, you know, what was the finish was going to be of the match, how it was going to involve him in any way. But obviously, they had some kind of a plan going into the into tonight. Sure, and that. All went out the window immediately. So you have seven consummate professionals, four dudes from America, and three dudes from varying countries in Europe who, like, they speak English well enough, but I'm sure they improv in German or whatever it is they actually speak. So, like, trying to figure out, okay, this is what I'm going to do. How do I relay it to this person without having to look look at a thesaurus? Like... (laughs) That's amazing that this match, as great, and it was legitimately great without all that stuff. Sure. But when you add into the fact that it was all on the fly, off the cuff, like this was one of the best matches I've ever seen, considering 
how they booked each guy to look in different ways. They utilized everybody to their strengths. And let me tell you, that's how you book a monster. Yeah, this is that's it. exactly how you book a monster. Because I was watching this going, man, you can tell the NXT people think Walter is one thing. And remember that build up to Survivor Series mm-hmm. when they did the, 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 the raw from from the UK and they had Walter uh, in in that stupid little off the cuff eight man tag and Imperium looked like a bunch of chumps. Yep. Because you had Vince booking that shit. And then Walter's in Survivor Series and he's like the first guy taken out. Yep. Because you have Vince booking that shit. Mm-hmm. This is who Walter is. Like, I don't know why anybody in the main roster thinks it's not this guy. This is who this guy is. Like, he he will he will chop you, he will chop you in the chest until your heart bursts. And then and then he'll sing a little ditty in German. Like he's <laughs> he's he does not care about your widow. No. He just he just created. He does not care. No. I, I, so so oh God, I, I when they book him like this, there's not a bigger star, potential star in all of wrestling. You should do, you should be, uh, you should go out once you're done with this and print some giant Austrian murder baby t-shirts because the (laughs) chat is going wild about it. You got, you got to do something with that, Alex. But I agree this match. If you ask your boy Warren, this match was to establish Walter in the minds of everyone because he was the MVP. He, mm-hmm. It is his story that was to be told here tonight. Um, um, they, they continued down, you know, the typical story that we have with Undisputed Era, but works so well is that they're a pack. They're just a pack. They're, they're a bunch of guys. They're going to swarm at you like bees. That's what they do. Um, the, the, and and uh, Imperium, as much as Undisputed Era uh, throughout a, the, a good portion of the match, did did the classic cutting off the opponent from their corner, doing a lot of quick tags and double team actions. It was a lot of fun. Um, the, uh, and I mean, you could tell who the star was. People were chanting for Walter. People were chanting undisputed Walter, not Imperium. Which, which, which made me feel honestly pretty bad for Bartel and Eichner, who are two amazing wrestlers, but you know, who do not deserve to be excluded from everything. In but that here's way. the thing, though: Bartel and Eichner, I, I, they're not dummies either. And no, they God, they know they know whose wagon they hitch themselves. They to. know who bur- who butters their bread. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, so, um, uh, Kyle O'Reilly and and Walter trade some strikes, and I felt like I was in the best timeline ever. Uh, Walter hits a trap leg German suplex on him and then double Germans, Kyle O'Reilly and Strong at the same time. That was good. Um, uh, Kyle O'Reilly gets a running start. I don't know exactly what he wanted to pull off, but he starts running at Walter and Walter chops. No, no. He Kyle down. He reached into Kyle O'Reilly's chest and pulled out his soul. (laughs) Like Kyle O'Reilly crumpled. Like he, like they, they, what? What what Nigel described it as running into oncoming traffic, and I was like, no, 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 no. That no, he was run over by a tank. Yeah, like that, like oh my god, oh Jesus. The one of the best examples of of what you were saying about how you book a monster happened outside of the ring when yes. the undisputed era started ganging up on Walter. There were three guys on him. 
Everyone chop except to you, chop to you, chop to you, back they'd, to you a third time. Let's just keep doing this. And they'd get back on him, but he'd keep pushing them off right until Roderick Strong Olympic slams Walter from the Spanish announce table to the English announce table. That was cool. There, oh, uh, uh, but then you know, there's also other guys in this match. Uh, yeah. Bartel and Eichner are fantastic. I said it at the start at the start of the show. Uh, Marcel Bartel, I I I can only hope he will get a singles run at some point in his WWE career because he's really really good. I love the spot that they do when um, Bartel picks up, uh, gets a guy up on on the turnbuckle, then lifts him, but then tosses him over to Eichner. And Eichner catches him like in a suplex position, but then brain busters him. It looks so good every, every time. Every there's, time. A, there's a great sequence where Walter power bombs Roderick Strong. Then he goes up top, does a body splash. And, you know, that's, I mean, that and that's essentially the fifth horseman of the apocalypse right there. And he, 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 he kneels back up after doing it going, ah, and he, Eats the last shot. Adam Cole is just right in. Eats the last shot in the back of the head. Cole covers and Bartel breaks it up. That was, again, pro wrestling. Pro, pro wrestling. Everyone hits some big moves. Everyone ends up on the outside. But Walter shotgun drop kicks uh, Bobby, Bobby Fish, Fish into, uh, into back into 1986. And then power bombs him. Folds him over like he's uh, ready to send his grandmother a note through the mail and undisputed era win not in this imperium win this one and it was the right call alex well yeah especially if you're going to actually do something with with uk and nxt uh, together stateside mm-hmm. um if you're gonna if you're gonna start doing this thing from now on all of a sudden uh, Volter looks like a, a, a pretty interesting uh, title contender for Adam Cole's thing. Like, why why wouldn't it be Volter two belts? Like at this point, why not? Um, so a couple of things come out of this. Uh, as I said, like this is how you book a monster. This is how you book uh, Volter to be something really really special. Um, if you're really going to start doing more crossover, which I think they should. Like I said, I, I I'm I'm going to need a Keith Lee versus Volter match. Sure. Why would you not give that to us? There's no reason. Uh, uh, only if you're being really mean would you not choose to give that to all of your loyal fans. It, exactly. Um, the only reason why you do that is to clearly demonstrate that you dislike pe- yes. the people who give you money yes. to to go to your shows. Um, I, I uh, Another thing, it, it did feel to me like of all the competitors in the match, the one who saw the least amount of actual ring time was Adam Cole. Yep. So what this shit, what this says to me, and what I what I hope it says is, I'd love to see a little bit of Iron Man action from I, I, Adam Cole in the Royal Rumble tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like a- Adam Cole comes in after Brock has been eliminated by somebody, so he doesn't have to worry about that stuff. But like because it comes, it comes in like a number twelve, it lasts the whole route, all the way to like the final six or something. He didn't have to eliminate a lot of people, but he's in there. Like he's super kicking dudes who they don't they don't think that he's think he's not there. I think it'd be kind of cool to like see uh, Adam Adam Cole get a long, nice long forty five minute run uh, in the Royal Rumble tomorrow. That'd be pretty pretty cool. And him not being used much in this match would would provide an opportunity for him to you know make sure he shows sure. up tomorrow healthy if they have something big big planned for him. They don't. Have the other thing of- is 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I just wanted to point out, like, hopefully whoever they do bring in as surprise entrants are are used properly because there's there's four open spots. Three, if you consider that Cain Velasquez... The, that his surprise has been he spoiled. He hasn't been, he hasn't been named yet. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't no, been officially named by WWE they, television, but yeah, they need, they need to make it Special. important. Yes. Uh, whoever, whoever it is who shows up. Um, the other thing uh, that, uh, that I promised was uh, a, a great way for, um, for, for Walter to, to show up on, on the quote unquote main roster eventually and have, and have a run. Um, the, the thing that, that I feel like, has uh, because I was watching this and how they were they were booking him in the match tonight, um, uh, and thinking like this is how you you book a monster. Why 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 can they never do this properly on the main roster? But in NXT, they found a way to do this with this guy, which made me think, man, I wonder. Not obviously not then because he didn't know what the hell he was doing then, um, but now like a guy like a Braun Strowman in in NXT, how they would use a dude that size. Sure like putting the belt on him, making him an absolute monster. When he, when he skipped NXT to become part of the Wyatt family, he wasn't anywhere near what he is now uh, in technique and, and even body-wise, like that kind of thing. But it made me wonder what they would have done. So I think eventually you've got to put a singles title on Braun, but the problem is is then you got to figure out how you're going to book the guy who comes out of nowhere to beat the dude who flips over ambulances. And I think that if he, if he beats Shinsuke Nakamura and he, he's the guy who comes out and says, all right, who wants to get these hands? And that's what he does every single week. And somebody comes out for an open challenge. He can do the John Cena U.S. open challenge with sure. the Intercontinental title. And he's fine with it. I don't care who you come down to the ring. You're going to get these hands. He can he can squash a few dudes. He can have competitive matches with a few dudes. But nobody's able to do anything to Braun Strowman. And we, we because he's a babyface and booked booked well, people are behind him right now. So that more and more people get behind him. And the guy who, who comes out, the heel, who can actually stand up, to Braun Strowman and really give him a beating is Valter. This guy who's is as tall as he is, as as big as he is, and and like I, w- I want to see the first time Braun gets chopped by one of Walter's chops mm-hmm. and how that affects a dude who's not pre- not prepared for somebody his own size to do that to him. I think there's a great way of like if you have a monster, you need another monster to counter him. And sure. that's the that's that's who Walter can be when they bring him up. And I think that he should beat Braun Strowman and have a nice long run with a title on the main on the main roster. But they're never gonna do that. Whatever whenever they do him, he's he'll come up, he'll have like a Lars Sullivan thing where he beats up three luchadors for a while. Mm-hmm. And then he'll, he'll and then you know And then they'll dig up some weird posts on an old forum. That's what No, no, no not oh, that. Oh, oh, sorry, Just sorry, the whole sorry. thing is that the I don't. I don't feel like they had. They had plans of like making Lars Sullivan a major deal before all of that other stuff. Remember when he was squashing the Lucha House Party over and over and over and over again? Mm-hmm. Like I don't think the end game there was let's put a title on him and let him run for a while. I think it was I, just like I think they were building him for a, as a Brock contender. I think they were. I I, I think that that was the the rumored plan for him. I yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what what they what they do with anybody, but the problem is is that they put anybody out there who's who's very large. They they either have them be a monster for a while and then fade away, or turn them into a comedy act. Yeah, that, that, that's true. Well, listen, they, Vince would have Valter in later hosen within six months. Oh, I, I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I mean, look. If if you're asking me, you know how we 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 always we like to talk about redemption arcs in wrestling. 
you know, the people are saying that Kenny Omega is going through one in AEW and stuff like that. I think this is one that, that WWE is doing towards Walter because they had, let's not forget, they bent over backwards to sign Walter because he didn't want, no. he said, I don't want to travel. I don't want to no. go live in the U.S. I don't. No. I don't care. So they said, "Okay, well, do you want to stick around in next UK?" And he, eventually, he said yes. So, and and they they were they managed to make him look just as plain Jane as any other dude. But they it was not any other dude. This is a guy who created a legend for himself in the independent circuit across Europe uh, and his reputation did precede him when he started, when he was, this is why it was such a big deal when he was signed to NXT UK. So first and foremost, I'm surprised he's traveling so much mm-hmm. <laughs> to begin with. Um, but I I feel like tonight was the start of a, something to make amends anyway, and how he, he was treated over the survivor series uh, period because yeah. because he just he was nothing really and Walter is is anything but an afterthought the guy is he's too special a talent too special a presence um to be uh to be just uh, considered as another big guy because he's just not another big guy no we had worlds collide tonight Alex there was no real bearing into NXT or NXT UK, really. We felt like it was a show that was just thrown together because, because they wanted to. We don't know why we didn't get a takeover Royal Rumble week weekend. We were all sort of stomping our fists, and, ah! but goddamn, this was a good show. Yeah, no, it turned out to be, and 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 again, uh, I'm it, over the next few weeks and months. We'll see. We'll we'll see how good of a show it was, depending on, like the Imperium victory over Undisputed Era. Does this mean there's a possibility that we get a, a Walter versus Adam Cole match? You know, where winner take all. You know, there, there's mm-hmm. a, there's the, all things are possible at this point. Um, Jordan Devlin is the new Cruiserweight champ. Like, um, wh- yes, what, he is. What, 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 yes, what he do we, is. What, what do we see now from him uh, coming to full sail? How long is he the champion? We have this beautiful new belt. Um, Angel Garza certainly has a, a claim that he deserves a, a, a one-on-one rematch. But there's there's literally up and down the roster, all kinds of guys uh, in NXT who fit that belt limit. I feel like that should be one of those one of those that is defended more often than not, considering how what a bevy of potential contenders you have. But all this stuff here, we that all these. Uh, connections that you can that you can make between the two brands. I like for it not to be like a well, we did this thing, bye, <laughs> you know, which is what they do every year for Survivor Series. Right, it's brand supremacy for one night only, and then nobody gives a shit about that anymore. So we'll see what happens moving forward. We don't know exactly what the plans are regarding takeovers and stuff like that, because you know NXT's not a it's not a developmental brand anymore. Anyway, we'll. No. S- We'll see what happens moving forward. But as far as we go, we're going to wrap this one up. This was a good time, Alex. I want to thank you very, very. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I'm glad you, 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 you came on that you, that you actually pushed me over the top to be like, cause I was thinking about it. We were talking about it on Wednesday. It's like, yep. I'm thinking of doing uh, some coverage. And then Alex DMs me and he says, 
you know, if you do uh, coverage on Saturday, I'll join you. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's do yeah. it. <laughs> Alex, let everyone know where they can find you on the internet and all your the wonderful contributions that you bevy onto humanity. Um, I uh, you can follow me at Alex Sour Graps on the Twitter. Uh, I do uh, a minimum of two shows a week uh, on FightfulSelect.com. Um, I'm not really sure how I'm going to cover the Royal Rumble. Uh, tomorrow I might do one, uh, after the show tomorrow, just a quick one to be like, what the hell was that? And get the hell out. Um, but, uh, we'll, we'll see. It depends on if I'm, if I'm sufficiently angry enough after all the booking. Um, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I talk about, um, uh, Monday and, and Friday stuff that happens on, on raw and SmackDown raw can be good. Occasionally SmackDown is the worst wrestling show in the history of the medium. So I, I talk about how, how bad it is and uh, how I wish, it, I wish it were better. It's never in a, like I hate WWE as a whole. I hate what it is now, and I know it can be so much better if they would show like 5% less laziness in their writing. So uh, most of what I, what I do is talk about that. But, uh, but yeah, I do that on, on FightfulSelect.com. Uh, go there and contribute. Uh, $5 a month will get you um, eight shows of me that's like 62 cents a show. Plus there's all manner of other stuff on top of just me. That's right. Select.com. All the stuff that Sean does, the mm. listen, your boy extras. You got Steven Jensen who does the, uh, the weekender. Hey, there's so much stuff. Go check it out. Alex is, Alex is a great guy. And he, you know, the, the, the sourness is somewhat of a gimmick. It's, it's, it's like 42% performative at this point. <laughs> And it, it is growing less and less as the more and more I see Lacey Evans on TV, the more real it actually is. I want to thank everyone for uh, joining us live here this evening on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. If you haven't already and you liked what you saw, give the video a thumbs up. I would appreciate it. And if you're listening to this on demand on YouTube or on your favorite podcast application, well, thank you very much. For your support this evening. Thank you everyone who super chatted. Thank you, thank yous, and all around. I will be back soon for more stuff. So until then, I'll see you next time.